Minor league season is finally over. We're going to give you the player of the year for every organization in the American League East and the National League East right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. You are Locked on MLB Prospects, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And because it's the senior circuit, we're going to go with players of the year for the National League. And when we look at uh, the National League, National League East, we have to start with the defending champion, Atlanta Braves. Prospect of the year for the Atlanta Braves, I think given the amount of time that he was up in the big leagues this year, believe it or not, can't be Michael Harris. Prospect of the year for the Atlanta Braves has to be Vaughn Grissom. So 96 games in the minors before he made his debut in Atlanta. 324, 405, 494. 14 home runs and 27 stolen bases. What I like about what Vaughn Grissom did this year is strikeout rate, 14%. So uh, not giving away at-bats, right? Finally gets called up, 11th rounder in 2019, mind you. So he's only, you know, two or three years removed from high school. Uh, gets called up, immediately thrust into second base. Has never played second base before. Uh, was playing shortstop every day in the minors. Homers in his debut. Uh, ends up holding down second base for just about the entire rest of the season in Atlanta. Uh, as much as I love Michael Harris, and he's a candidate for Rookie of the Year, it's going to be Hember Spencer Strider. Hard to pick one of those guys when you consider the fact that Michael Harris just wasn't really in the minors that long this year. Von Grissom's the guy that definitely impressed the most uh, and definitely deserved the award. Runner-up there, I think maybe somebody like uh, uh, Justin Henry Malloy, uh, someone who I expect great things from in instructs this year and then next year in spring training. You look at the Miami Marlins. A ton of pitching depth in this system, but the guy that stands out to me is Yuri Perez. Only 19 years old, incredibly young, but 6'8", so physically uh, intimidating as far as size. Still has room for physical development, but uh, with that 6'8 frame comes a ton of extension. And so that, uh, that fastball of his plays up off of its already great velocity. Uh, has a changeup to go along with it, curveball. Uh, but the stats this year, really good. So throws 77 innings, uh, goes 3-3 three three with a 3.97 ERA. 110 strikeouts to 25 walks. So almost 13 strikeouts per nine innings to just under three walks per nine. And the big thing is you never see those super tall guys with good control. It feels like those really, really tall guys, we've talked about this before, the proception and understanding where your limbs are. Yuri Perez is a guy that has pretty good control over his arsenal. Fastball, obviously, is explosive. It's a, close to a 70 grade. Uh, the changeup, he throws it with confidence, both sides of the plate. I would love for the changeup to be a little more consistent with the arm speed. Sometimes uh, it, it sometimes loses arm speed off of the fastball, and you can if, if it's not on, you can distinguish which one it is as he's throwing. Uh, curveball needs a little more consistency, but... Fantastic arsenal, and you have to remember, he's doing all of this at only age 19. So plenty of room to grow, and Miami can develop pitching. We've seen what they've done with some of these young guys, so really excited to see what happens there. For the New York Mets, 
Uh, as much as everybody wants to give it to Francisco Alvarez, I think he missed a little bit too much time to be in the running for prospect of the year. And so Brett Beatty is the guy to me. 95 games in the minors, 315, 410, 553, hit 19 home runs. And the thing that I like about Brett Beatty is plays third base, also plays left field, has a uh, strong arm, one of the better infield arms in this Mets system. Uh, footwork needs a little bit of improvement. He had a fielding percentage under 920 at third base. He can play some left field as well. Uh, but Brett Beatty's a guy that dramatically improved off of what he had done in 2021 uh, to the point where he actually got called up this year after the trade deadline, and the Mets didn't really uh, address the the need of a uh, of a full-time DH. They went out and tried to piece one together with Daniel Vogelback and Darren Roth in their platoon splits. Uh, he ended up uh, getting injured, missing the rest of the season, but had a memorable debut. I believe he homer he homered in his first game up, uh, so memorable there. But ultimately, couldn't finish the season. He played enough though, ninety five games in the minors, where I think he can qualify for this. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies guy we've talked about a ton on this show, Andrew Painter, as the prospect of the year, the player of the year in the minor leagues. 1.56 ERA, just over 103 and two-thirds innings. And for Andrew Painter here, 155 strikeouts to 25 walks, only gave up five home runs. So uh, just absolute power pitcher, comes in at 6'7", 215, so has not only the height to get that great extension and the, the, the uh, severe downward angle on the pitches, but also... Uh, physical size to get the velocity behind it. The fastball is very much a power fastball. Uh, also did some work on his secondaries this year. So coming into the year, the slider and the curveball blended together a bit. Well, the slider got a lot more sweepy. So Andrew Painter can kind of rush that across, across the strike zone versus it just blending in with what the curveball does. Uh, working on the changeup as well. And I think uh, you've got the makings of an of an ace as far as the four-pitch arsenal, being able to throw all of them for strikes and avoiding home runs. Like I said, only five home runs in over 100 innings. Three of those were after his double-A call-up. So something to watch for there, but absolutely been impressed with Andrew Painter of the Phillies. And the last guy, and the guy we, I don't think we've talked about on this show yet, for the Washington Nationals, looking at prospect of the year, Got to be a guy who's been in the system the entire year, not somebody they got in the Juan Soto trade. So I'm looking at a Jeremy De La Rosa, the center fielder. Uh, played 69 games before an injury, and when he got to uh, he he got promoted. Stats looked a little rough because of the injury before they finally shut him down for surgery. But 69 games before the promotion, 315, 394, 505, 10 home runs, 26 stolen bases and then 36 walks to 78 strikeouts. So don't necessarily love the strikeouts being more than one per game, but for the most part, like looked very good, played very good defense in center field, uh, looked like he had a combination of power and speed. I think the power is going to continue to develop, one, as he stays healthy, uh, and then two, as he physically matures a bit. And you saw at the Juan Soto trade, when Robert Hassel joined the organization, they moved him to right field. And so I think it kind of gives you a preview of what this defense is going to look like, ideally, once everybody's up in Washington. So Jeremy De La Rosa of the Washington Nationals, probably their prospect of the year, 
Um, just considering the fact he was in the system the entire year versus some of these guys who came in and out. Kind of recap real quick. Atlanta Braves, Vaughn Grissom, shortstop and second baseman. And obviously, there's now a question about what happens with Dansby Swanson. You have a sample size of Vaughn Grissom, and it gives them extra information for the Dansby Swanson uh, re-signing as far as can Vaughn Grissom play shortstop? Is he ready offensively and defensively, or do they need to either re-sign Dansby or get a bridge guy? Miami Marlins, pitcher Yuri Perez. Love Yuri Perez. Uh, like I said, almost 13 strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, Brett Beatty of the Mets. Got a cup of coffee in the bigs before he got hurt. Going to fully rehab. Should be fully available when spring training comes next year. Andrew Painter of the Phillies. We've talked about him a ton because he's fantastic. He just looks like an absolute ace out there already. And the Jeremy De La Rosa of the Nationals. Those are your prospects of the year for the National League East. In just a minute, we're going to get to the American League East a uh, lot of good farm systems in here. A lot of prominent names in here. Guys we've talked about recently, guys we talked about this week. One former favorite prospect of the pod. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can get the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, despite it being NFL season, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They've got live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Uh, MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, obviously the playoffs are coming up, so there's tons of props about who's going to win divisions, who's going to face who in the playoffs, and then even outside of the playoffs, you can find props on which, what's the next team for Aaron Judge and Trey Turner and Jacob DeGrom. Um, managers to get fired, all of that kind of stuff. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so the American League East, uh, fantastic farm systems in here, and then also the Red Sox. Uh, First place we got to start has been the story of the East this year, to me at least, Gunner, I'm sorry, Baltimore Orioles. Um, probably a year ahead in the rebuild, called up Adley Rutschman. They called up the prospect of the year, Gunnar Henderson as well. Adley Rutschman played, spent most of the year in Baltimore, so I just didn't think he had enough time to qualify as a player of the year in the minors. So Gunnar Henderson, 112 games in the minors. For a guy that was drafted in the second round in 2019 out of high school. So it's only been three seasons that he made it to the bigs, and one of those years was did not have a minor league season. But in 112 games in the minors, 297, 416, 531 for Gunnar Henderson. 19 home runs, 22 stolen bases, 79 walks to 116 strikeouts. Strikeouts are just over one per game. We don't necessarily love the volume, but tons of walks to go along with it. Um, you know, slash line right there at 300 for batting average, over 400 for on base, over 530 for slugging. So a guy that feels like he can do a little bit of everything between double-A Bowie, triple-A Norfolk, and then now in the bigs, playing shortstop or third base, depending on where Jorge Mateo's playing. Uh, and a guy that, for only having three years removed from high school, and again, having lost one of those three years without a minor league season, has already debuted, tells you that the Orioles have a special player. And uh, just really kind of worked magic. I mean, he fell to, what, 42nd? And I think if this is something like now, in 2022, 2023, 
because of the influence of NIL, he probably makes it on campus at Auburn, and you don't see him for a couple years, but it worked out just right for the Orioles. They got Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, and back-to-back picks, uh, first round, second round in that draft. For the Boston Red Sox, I ripped on them a little bit earlier, but a uh, guy who's done a lot of work in this system, Sedane Raffaella. So 116 games for the 2017 IFA in the minors this year, 299, 342, 539, 21 home runs, 28 stolen bases, and 26 walks to 113 strikeouts. And the big thing that jumps out to me, there's a couple things actually, but the first one is Zane Raffaella isn't a big guy, 5'8", 152, and yet slugging of over 500, over 20 home runs, Part of that is the amount of power he's able to generate from that frame with that bat speed. And then part of that is his speed. And just able to, if you get a ball in the gaps, stretch a single into a double and a double into a triple. Uh, the most appealing part of Sedan Raffaella is his defense. I think right now he's got gold glove caliber defense in the outfield. But I think he could get there at shortstop as well. Uh, above average speed, good arm, and he's developing so quickly. I feel like the floor for Sedane Raffaella is utility guy who can give you above average defense almost anywhere you put him. He's probably not playing first. He's probably not catching. I'm sure if you asked him to, he would. But other than that, <coughs> but other than that, could play anywhere else on the field and give you above average defense as well as somebody that, while he doesn't walk a ton, can hit home runs, can steal bases, and can get extra bases when he's on. If he can continue to drive the ball and get extra bases like this, absolutely brings him up into an above-average regular and somebody who's going to accumulate war at the big league level. Uh, the New York Yankees. There's a lot of choices here. Uh, I struggled going back and forth between Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe, and I think my choice is Anthony Volpe. Jason Dominguez... We talked about this on the show. I gave a mea culpa to Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees. Jason Dominguez started off slow and didn't really pick up until the promotion. Anthony Volpe has virtually raked all year. 132 games for the 2019 first rounder. 249, 342, 460. 21 home runs, 50 stolen bases, 65 walks to 118 strikeouts. So struck out less than once a game. Walked over half the times that he, you know, yeah, walked over half the times that he struck out. And then defensively, he's improved quite a bit this year. Anthony Volpe has been working on the defense. He went to Wake Forest in the offseason, worked with their pitching lab on the throwing arm. I think he's, I think he can stick it short. I don't think his ultimate future is short. You look at the personnel they have, they have Isaiah Kiner Falefa at the big league level. They have Oswald Peraza at the big league level. They have Oswaldo Cabrera at the big league level. He's been playing outfield and has been one of the better defensive outfielders for the New York Yankees. And I think that when you combine all of these guys, you're looking at uh, somebody's going to have to move to second or to third. I think of the personnel you have, uh, Peraza's probably your best true defensive shortstop. Uh, Kiner Falefa and Volpe uh, have to figure out who's going to play second. I don't think you're going to move IKF to third. I don't think Volpe's arm is good enough for third. And so they're going to have to figure something out there. Uh, I expect something to change. Or, like we say on the show a lot, depth will work itself out. But Anthony Volpe has absolutely earned his status as 
uh, prospect of the year for the New York Yankees. Again, close with Jason Dominguez, but I like Anthony Volpe for more of a full-season production than what Jason Dominguez gave us. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, guy we talked about yesterday, Kyle Manzardo, is the prospect of the year. Plays uh, plays first base, 93 games for the 2021 second rounder this year. 327, 426, 617. 22 home runs and 59 walks to 65 strikeouts. So an almost one-to-one ratio of walks to strikeouts is absolutely fantastic. You see why the on-base is over 400. And then only striking out 65 times in 93 games, despite being in the in a pitcher's park there in A Montgomery for part of the season, absolutely makes you feel good. He's getting better at first base defense. He's not quite where he needs to be defensively. But, uh, you know, someone who who has improved, he has been willing to, to put in the work, he's challenged himself, he's coachable, he's making adjustments, and he's getting better at it. Um, we kind of poo-poo first base defense. We say it's an offensive-only position, but um, Kyle Manzardo will at least get to the point where he is average defensively and can play first base at a professional level for the Tampa Bay Rays. And so really excited to see what he can do. I think he has a chance, depending on injury situations in Tampa and effectiveness and the fact that they need a power bat, and they've needed a power bat for a while now. Uh, you saw them go out and you know and take a surprising first-round pick in Xavier Isaac because they're looking for that power bat. I think Kyle Manzardo has a chance to debut in 2023. Later in the year, probably, he'll probably do a double-A to triple-A or double-A straight to the bigs, depending on his numbers. Uh, and... Being mindful, he got 30 games in Montgomery, and he hit 323 with 26 RBIs in 30 games, 14 walks and 19 strikeouts. And again, that's a pitcher's park uh, there in Montgomery. You know, five home runs in there. So did well. Uh, depending on his production next year, he may go double-A straight to the bigs, or he may go double-A, triple-A Durham and the bigs. But either way, I like Kyle Manzardo um, to make an impact at the big league level sometime in 2023. And then the last of the the teams here in the American League East, the Toronto Blue Jays, their prospect of the year, I think, has to be Ricky Tiedemann, the pitcher. So, uh, 217 ERA, over 18 starts, just about 78 and two-thirds innings. 29 walks to 117 strikeouts. And the big thing here is they were really being careful to manage his workload, right? So, didn't have a 2020 season his senior year of high school. So didn't pitch competitively that year. Went went junior college, 2021, 38 innings is all that he got. And so they drafted him in in the the third round of 2021. He doesn't pitch in a game the rest of the year. They have him at the complex. They're building him up. They're working on his stamina. This year goes out 78 and two-thirds innings. And again, 217 ERA, 29 walks to 117 strikeouts. 6'4", 220, so, you know, bigger, good physical development from a young player. Velocity didn't necessarily hold over the whole season. Uh, And so that's something you're going to be watching as we go into 2022, uh, 2023, seeing how his velocity can carry throughout an outing, see how the outing can be longer, and see how he can add on to his innings count throughout the season. Um, I'd imagine the goal was probably 100 innings in 2023, barring injury. Kind of seems like a logical progression. He had about 40. He had just about 80 this year. Again, 100 to 120 feels like it's a little more realistic. And then once that 
plateau has been hit of 120 or so, then you can look at, okay, when do we debut Ricky Tiedemann? When do we have him up? But again, he's got to maintain the velo. He's got to go deeper into outings, and he's got to have more outings and more innings over the course of a season. In just a minute, I'm going to give our awards for position player and pitcher of the year for the American League and National League East right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. All right, and we're back. So recapping where we are, National League East, Prospects of the Year, Vaughn Grissom for the Atlanta Braves, pitcher Yuri Perez for the Miami Marlins, third baseman Brett Beatty of the New York Mets, pitcher Andrew Painter of the Phillies, and center fielder Jeremy De La Rosa of the Washington Nationals. For the American League East, uh, Gunnar Henderson for the Orioles, uh, Sedane Raffaella for the Boston Red Sox, Anthony Volpe, the shortstop for the New York Yankees, First baseman Kyle Manzardo for the Rays, and pitcher Ricky Tiedemann for the Toronto Blue Jays. So looking at the AL East, um, I'm not going to say this is the best, you know, this is like there's only one pitcher. So I'm not really going to look at that. But best prospect of the five, of the five prospects of the year in the American League East, I think the guy that I would give the prospect of the year for the entire American League East to would be Gunnar Henderson. We saw looks like a rounding error to have a 300, 400, 500 season. We saw power. We saw speed. We saw defense at a premium position from a player that was significantly younger than many of his peers and already debuted at the big league level and looked like he could carry that success into big league production. So, um, of this list, I mean, I think Kyle Manzardo, you're going to see him probably next. Volpe and Rafael are somewhere behind him. Ricky Tiedemann's probably the farthest one away from the bigs. But love all of these prospects. I think Gunnar Henderson is the best position or is the best prospect of the five prospects of the year in the American League East. Looking at the National League East, um, I want to make a case for Vaughn Grissom. I mean, I, I've said this before, I am a Braves fan. I want to make a case for Vaughn Grissom, but we've talked so much about him. Andrew Painter looks to me, and I don't say this often, looks to me like an absolute ace. He looks absolutely fantastic, and a guy that I really struggle with the thought of Andrew Painter's not going to work out at the big league level. I, it's it's hard to see how that would work. He's so advanced in his pitching. He's so advanced, like the pitchability, sequencing, understanding how to attack a hitter, understanding how to carry it into games, preventing hard contact. I mean, five home runs and over 100 innings is incredibly significant. And so Andrew Painter feels like he's the best prospect of the five in the National League East. And I would probably say the best prospect in the National League East, period, not just of the five player of the year winners. And so when you're looking at awards for the for the American League and National League East together, position player Gunnar Henderson I think is the is the prospect of the year from the American League and National League East. Andrew Painter, the pitcher of the year for the American League and the National League East. Um just absolutely been blown away with what they've managed to do this year and very impressed with it. Fantastic week this week coming to you from on, from location those of you on on YouTube, recognize a different backdrop here. Um, coming to you on location in Tampa. Hope to have something fun for you guys coming out of this a little bit later uh, next week. But in the meantime, if you've made it this far in the in the video, do us a favor. Um, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Leave us a, a, a comment. 
If you're on audio, go out to the podcast app of your choice, leave a review. Really does help the show a ton as far as discovery and as far as um, helping other people discover Locked on MLB Prospects and what it's all about. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm, or you can email us, Locked on MLB Prospects at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Um.